Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 346, recorded live on Saturday, February 8th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who's going to make editing this episode a pain in my ass, Dave Pillay. Hi, apologies beforehand. And the man who's going to have a lot of workout cut out for him, Andy Lowe, hi. Um, I'm sick. Yay! Did you just say, I'm sick, yay? Not really. <laughs> Trick of editing. I didn't actually say yay. No, he, he put in a yay. He said yay! I so did not. <clears throat> uh, but there's going to be a lot of that. You're also slightly on the quiet side. Quiet side? Yes. Uh-oh. Well, we can fix that. How's that? Much better. Okay. Hi, Andy. Hello, Dave. How are you? Sick. How are you? <laughs> I'm hanging at my parents' house. At your parents' house? Yes. What are you doing on the east side of the state? Um, well, I went to go hang out with Brendan and Julie for the opening ceremonies last night. And uh, this afternoon is the birthday party for my nephew. Cool. First birthday. Yay. What'd you get him? We got him something. Something? Maybe something? No, I know we got him something because I put it in the car. But you don't remember what? Books and a sweater. Okay. You got It's the first birthday, though. The kid is not books. really going to know what's going on. Right. I mean, the, the first year is not for the kid. Did you, did you not realize that? It's like the... Uh, oh, what was that commercial? You, you buy I buy the it was, presents for the parents. Yeah. I think it was a commercial for Sears, I think, where it was... Um, it's like Christmas, and it was like Christmas, baby's first Christmas or something like that. And so the baby's, dad's like, oh, what did the baby get for daddy? And he like opens it up, it's like, it's a big screen TV, it's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> the mom's nice. like, what did the baby get for me? A new washer and dryer, what? <laughs> this is perfect. Very nice, very nice. Although, you know, kind of telling, dad gets a TV, mom gets washer and dryer. Well, it's Sears, so they're trying to encompass everything. Right. But and by everything, you mean like 1950s stereotypical it's, it, I, gender roles? I is, think is it that was what Sears. I don't know. How, how does one search from an ad, for an ad many moons ago? Well, probably not with the search term many moons ago. <laughs> <sighs> You're searching for it, aren't you? I keep on getting those stupid um, E-Trade babies. This is not what I wanted. Didn't sign up for this. Damn E-Trade freaky baby. <sighs> yeah, I'm just... it's. It was a commercial many moons ago. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. But it did exist. Sure. Whatever you say, Andy. They do exist. I swear they do. Speaking of commercials, Super Bowl. Speaking of Super Bowl, holy shit, what a score. <laughs> I found out from Kate. Okay, so this was our this was our Super Bowl evening, right? Um, so uh I go running in the morning. Uh-huh. And we come home and uh watch some of the puppy bowl. Yep. And then we go to uh, out to eat. 
at this point, uh, the game has... Uh, it's in the pre-show at this point. Then we go to the movies, which, side note, we were like one of three people still there. Nice. Um, and then we go shopping afterwards. There was nobody anywhere. Because so they were all watching if you want to get Bowl. things done and you don't care about the Super Bowl... You're all set. The perfect time to do it... You mean it, the, like, four hours out of the entire year... Yes. So maybe not the time to do it. Well, like I said, if you don't care about the football game, if you need to get something done that's normally a pain in the butt on a Sunday, do it during the Super Bowl. You realize, like, how low that... Never mind. What? Just go on. Go on. No, no, that that was my statement is (laughs) Sunday during the Super Bowl, if you go out to, you know, not like a sports bar or something, but something that's not sports related it will be a ghost town okay so you you were at the movie yes and then what well like i said we went shopping after that right okay but did you listen or catch score updates or look for tvs or no so you just got home later (laughs) yeah like i'm waiting to hear when you heard the score that was the start of i think we heard it on facebook okay that's when i think we heard it so I was I was in in the office at my house and and I wasn't really paying any attention and I'm like oh the Super Bowl's on and I checked the score I'm like holy shit it's thirty something to eight and then I looked at the scoring history I said holy shit the first score was at like fourteen minutes and fifty some seconds which means it had to be like the first play of the game holy shit it was a safe wait it was a safety <laughs> how did what <laughs> How did that? What? What? And so then I started looking. I found people had already made GIFs or GIFs, if you're that kind of person, uh, and and put them online. I'm like, oh god, yeah, that, oh god, that super slow mo one of him realizing the football is not where it's supposed is, to be is now behind him. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, just that look on his face. He's like, oh, oh. Hilarious, but so bad, so unfortunately bad. Like, oh man, that that poor guy. Yeah, that that was sad. <laughs> that is a center who will no longer have a job. <laughs> like, what just happened? How does? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was just oh, unfortunate. But now, That's since cool. we're basically a week away, we've got the results for the Super Bowl ads, because at this point... What do you mean the results for the ads? How do you score the ads? Um, Super Bowl ad meter? I'm not sure what that means. Andy, did you link another like study that isn't really a study? Well, I'm curious what the Super Bowl ad meter means. It means that some company sat there and said, hey, this was good and this wasn't. Unless this is like Nielsen ratings or something, which we both know are still crap. Oh, here we go. Looking up the Super Bowl ad meter. It has a Wikipedia page. Okay, the USA Today Super Bowl ad meter is an annual survey taking of television commercials by the USA Today newspaper in a live poll during the telecast of the Super Bowl. Okay. The survey uses a live response in a 0 to 10 scale, 0 being worse, 10 being the best, of focus groups based in Virginia. And other places around the country. So it's primarily regional, okay. So they have focus groups that are watching these things live, and they vote on them. So, like, some of the... uh, So you get bias in one, two, 
three different ways at least. I'm just uh, let's see the uh, previous winners of the ad meter have been the Michael Jordan Larry Bird horse game, which I thought was hilarious. Let's see, it's. I mean, it's it's what you can expect, right? Yeah. It's it's okay. So, who quote unquote won this year? The uh, puppy love commercial from Budweiser, where it was the puppy trying to hang out with the Clydesdale, and so they kept on trying to. The puppy like was digging under the fence and kept on showing up again, over and over again, with the Clydesdale. Okay. And then finally, when they wanted to like give the puppy away, like the Clydesdales basically cornered the car. <laughs> and didn't let the puppy leave. Aww. Let's see what were the bottom five. Oh, the GoDaddy commercial was one of the bottom five. Of course, because they're usually crap. Yeah. Uh, DreamWorks Need for Speed commercial for the movie Need for Speed. Mm-hmm. Sprint's Family Plan commercial. Subway's Crunch Time commercial. And Bud Light's Cool Twist commercial. Okay. I will so, assume that these are meaningful to someone because I didn't actually watch the, the Super Bowl or the ads. Oh, you should have watched the Radio Shack one. That one I thought why? was kind of funny. Wait, but why? It's Radio Shack, Andy. I know. This is The Radio Shack ad was literally like, okay, so the phone's ringing, and the Radio Shack guy picks it up, and he's like, hmm, okay. And then he hangs up, and the guy's like, well, what's that? He's like, that was the 80s calling. They want their stuff back. And they literally have, like, every big name from the 80s, from, like, Hulk Hogan to the guys from Chips to Mary Lou Retton. It was everybody. Right. Like, coming into the store and taking out, like, 80s boom boxes and everything. Okay. And replacing it with? Well, they left the store blank. And then they went to the, hey, this is the new Radio Shack thing, which I thought was kind of funny because Radio Shack was actually good back in the 80s. Yeah. Like that does not leave me with a positive. No, no, it doesn't. Which view of the store? Was, I thought was hilarious. It's like really, you guys are pointing out the fact that you were big in the '80s and now you're not. You should have taken the same mentality from the '80s and brought it forward. Yeah, like you should be able to go buy 3D printers at Radio Shack. Well, can't you buy um, Adrenos now at Radio Shack? Arduinos. Whatever. I have no idea. I haven't been there. <laughs> I don't go to Radio Shack anymore. God, this is, side note, um, this is not with the podcast related, but my keyboard on my laptop, the H key does not work. So I tried going to radiosack.com. Oops. How did your H key stop working? I don't know. It's just the H key. key. Every key around it works. It's just the H key that is not working. Bizarre. There we go, radioshack.com. That would be better. Oh, look, it's right on their cover page is, hey, check out the ad. Yep. By the way, a solution to your H key yeah. would be to find your way to auto hotkey, although it would be difficult without the H, and <laughs> remap a different key to be H. <laughs> so you want me to go to a website that uses the word, that has the letter H in it? Well, clearly you can, Andy, because you just did, and you're just copy-pasting from somewhere else. I know. It's it's an intermittent failure. It's not consistent. Do you just sit there and press the key a lot? Does it work? Yes. Okay. So any other good commercials? Budweiser evidently won, which it, I'm, I'd be surprised if it doesn't usually. The Clydesdales are pretty darn cute. It's kind of funny where Budweiser won, but literally the worst commercial was supposedly Bud Light. So Budweiser was both the best, best and, worst. And, and the worst. Yeah, well... 
because it's Bud Light. Yeah. They might as well be two different companies. Now, I don't actually know how to spell Arduino or whatever it is. Arduino. A-R-D-U-I-N-O. Okay, there we go. Yes, you can buy it at Radio Shack. Cool. I'm not going to. (laughs) But you could. But I could. So any any comment about the Super Bowl game itself? It was bad. Which is kind of funny because when I was reading up on the, uh, some of the stuff about the ads beforehand, they were talking about how is a Super Bowl ad really still worth the money? Because it's, I think, like $150,000 a second or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like, is it worth the money? Especially, this was done before the game was even like played, but they were talking about is it worth the money? And it's like, especially if it's a really lopsided game, people are going to tune out quicker. So it's just like, oh. And, and people did yeah. tune out quicker. In retrospect, yes, people tuned out really quickly. Because they're like, well, well, there is no point to watching this game. Nope. So speaking of other sports, though. Yeah. The Olympics are going on as we speak. Yay, Winter Olympics. And as this episode will go live, the women's curling team would have played their first match. Okay. You mean the U.S. women's curling team? Yes. Because there are many curling teams. There are um, 20 of them in the Olympics. Well, yeah, because there's 10 male, 10 female. Okay. Wow, Norway already has four medals. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Norway already has four medals. Mm. So, I'm uh, going to be able to watch every single event live, online. Dave will not. Okay. Dave isn't trying to? Oh. Do you know how often I watch the Olympics? Once every four years? Once every two years? No, I don't. Oh. So, yeah, I I don't get to watch them live. Oh, darn. (laughs) Are you really watching them live when you're watching them online? Yes, they actually have them. Like, as they are happening? Yes. So you're staying up until, like, three in the morning? No. Well, not last night. Because that would be live, wouldn't it? Yes. So you're not really watching them live. I, you have the the ability to watch yes. them live, okay, and you will watch ab- some events live. Yes. But are you actually watching them live? Am I actually watching them live? Yep. Not at the moment. Okay. Which is good, because going to Sochi is evidently a really bad idea. <laughs> oh, goodness. <sighs> Maybe this was Russia's plan all along. So they start doing, like, the anti-gay stuff. This is, is like, the last Olympics Russia is going to get for a long time. Yeah. The the IOC is probably, like, hitting themselves over the head. Well, the the current IOC chairman was not the one. He just started. Yep. So even during his speech, he... uh, which, side note, NBC actually edited this part of his speech out where he was talking about how they needed to change the view and make the Olympics an all-inclusive sort of environment. Whoa. Yeah. NBC edited that out? NBC edited it out of their uh, things. Oh, God. Let's see. I just pulled it up. Let me see if I can... uh, Because his quote is just... NBC cut nearly an hour from the... um, yeah, Didn't that's... they edit out something back in, in the London Olympics, too, yes, that was yes, like super did. important, the moment of silence? Yes. 
That's not cool. All right, here we go. So this is a huge paragraph. All right, so now you are living in an Olympic region. I am sure you will enjoy the benefits for many, many years to come. Thousands of volunteers have welcomed us with the well-known warm Russian hospitality. Many thanks to all the wonderful volunteers. He says something in Russian. Uh, Thank you very much to everyone. Russia and the Russians have set the stage for you, the best winter athletes on the planet. From this moment on, you are not only the best athletes, you are Olympic athletes. You will inspire us with your outstanding sports performances. You have come here for sports. You have come here with your Olympic dream. The International Olympic Committee wants your Olympic dream to come true. This is why we are investing almost all of our revenues in the development of sports. The universal, universal Olympic rules apply to each and every athlete, no matter where you come from or what your background is. You are living together in the Olympic Village. You will celebrate victory with dignity and accept defeat with dignity. You are bringing the Olympic values to life. In this way, the Olympic Games, wherever they take place, sets an example for a peaceful society. Olympic sport unites people. This is the Olympic message the athletes spread to the host country and to the whole world. Yes, it is possible to strive even for the greatest victory with respect for the dignity of your competitors. Yes, yes, it is possible, even as competitors, to live together under one roof in harmony with tolerance and without any form of discrimination for whatever reason. Yes, it is possible, even as competitors, to listen, to understand, and to give an example for a peaceful society. Whoa. They cut that whole thing out of his speech. Like literally, they they they, they, they had the the paragraph before, and then they cut to people in the crowd clapping, and then they skipped to the next paragraph after. Damn! There are sometimes I really wish I could get BBC in America, and yes, I know I currently subscribe to BBC America, but it's not the same. That's, that's not BBC in America. Yeah. You know what you could do is is the BBC broadcast over the air. Yes, yes, it is. So you could take Ario's idea. And go and do it in England. That'd be highly illegal. Would it? Yes, yes it would. Why? Because everybody in the BBC has to pay a television tax. You mean everyone in England? Everyone, has to pay. yes. Everyone so that's what I meant. If, if, you, if you worked something out with the British government? Then maybe, yes, you could get that set up to go. But my guess is the BBC would want their money for a retransmission, which would probably be millions and millions of dollars. But you're not retransmitting. Yes, you are. No, you're not. That's what the, well, that's what the Supreme Court will decide. Yes. The U.S. Supreme Court, which has zero jurisdiction in other England. countries. Yeah. You could probably try and argue precedence, maybe, if it goes your way in the like, U.S. Well, look at what happened in America. Okay, so yeah, so they uh, edited out the mascots. They also edited out a two-minute film highlighting the journey of the Olympic flame. They edited out the Olympic oaths, that statement I just read. And they also cut out 44 seconds of transitional material. But they left in people clapping. Yes. Because that's the important part. Well, you know, NBC just has to show. As soon as the Olympic athletes arrived, then, you know, they have to show them. At least once every, like, two minutes, just in case we forget that they're there. Yeah, the Olympics are going on. So, should we talk about something that you know that's technology-related? I suppose. There was tech in there, somewhere. There was the tech that uh, failed on them in the opening ceremony. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) 
what what tech fails? Um, well, at the beginning, they were supposed to have these snowflakes that were supposed to come together and form the Olympic rings. Okay. Four of them worked. Oops. The fifth one did not. Oops. So they were supposed to like start off this whole pyrotechnic display things, but um, that didn't happen. So that's at least one person in prison. <laughs> And and maybe someone else executed. <laughs> Depends on what mood Putin was in. By the way, if I disappear, we now know why. He can't reach you in America. Andy, that sounds like a challenge. Don't say that. I know we don't have it on, on the list, but supposedly everybody, as soon as they started connecting to Russian networks, were trying to get their computers hacked. Yep. As, like, as they stepped off the planes, mobile phones and computers... Like, giant hacking operation. So what I'm hearing is, if I ever travel overseas, bring a burner phone. Yep, and never fly into Russia. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, the, the, the way to get into Russia is to fly to Europe and then drive to Russia. Well, didn't I hear that that's normally, like, what you're supposed to do to travel around in Russia is just basically find the cheapest flight into Europe. And then drive. And then drive wherever train. you need to go. Yeah, yeah. Do not fly into Russia. You will lose half your luggage. <laughs> like the Jamaican bobsled team. What? The Jamaican bobsled team, okay, so their Kickstarter got enough money so they were going to the Olympics. They were in the yeah. opening ceremony, but they lost their luggage. They were borrowing, I think, I gotta see, I gotta see exactly what they had to borrow between. Oh, come on. Uh, their bobsleds, blades, their sliding suits, and their helmets didn't arrive. So they're there, except they don't have their uniforms, their helmets, or, or their part of their bobsled. Wow. But everybody is like, yeah, feel free to borrow our stuff, because it's the Jamaican bobsled team. It's just like, like hey, good job. everybody yeah. loves them for some odd reason. Cool runnings. Yeah. That's why. Because everyone watched Cool Runnings. Everybody watched Cool Runnings. Everybody loved Cool Runnings. So everybody in their hearts of hearts is somehow cheering for the Jamaican bobsled team. Wow. Which I feel like now Disney needs to do a sequel. <laughs> About this year's team. About this year's team. Because you, you like could have it. You could have them qualifying but not having the money. Then having the whole thing with the, the Kickstarter Indiegogo things. And then they're going to the Olympics where they lose all their stuff. Switching I, from a four-man team down to a two-man team, there's a whole, there's lots of stories. I really don't think this would be a good movie, Andy. Really don't think so? I really don't think this would be a good movie. Mm. In other Russian news, okay, Bitcoin. Oh, what is Russian doing with Bitcoins now? They banned it. What? <laughs> yeah. They banned Bitcoins. Russia bans Bitcoins. I'm not sure how they can ban Bitcoins. The Central Bank of Russia considers Bitcoins as a form of quote-unquote money substitute or quote-unquote money surrogate, which is restricted under Russian law. Okay. Again, like, how can they actually ban it? They have a law against it, just like how can we ban prostitution? There's a law against it. But you can enforce a law against prostitution. Why can't you enforce a law against using bitcoins? Because how are you going to find like I suppose you could stop your businesses from accepting it. Okay. But you can't stop your people from having them, mining them, selling them. Oh yeah, okay. So the announcement relates to the transaction of bitcoins, but the legality of owning the currency is currently unclear. So, you can't have any transactions with them, but the owning them as this article says 
That's still a little hazy. So yes, you are right, Dave. They if, can. If I own one and you want one and you're willing to pay me six hundred dollars for it, they really can't stop you. It's it's like whatever happens in your private house. They you can't. Right. Right. So I I still don't really know what it means to ban Bitcoin. Like I said, you you just can't do any legal transactions with them. Hmm. How many transactions in Russia are legal? (laughs) Well, if the Olympics are any indicator, not a lot. Right. So uh, did this have an effect on the the currency? I don't know. Uh, Let's see. When was this announcement made? I like the second to last paragraph. Sparked interest in bemusement with users speculating on the ability of the government to enforce its ban. (laughs) The U.S. Postal Service explores adding Bitcoin exchanges? What? That would be crazy. Let's see if what's... What's one of those websites that keeps track of Bitcoin prices? Um, Bitcoin charts, I think. BitcoinExchangeRate.org or Preve or Mt. Gox, which is one of the big ones, which was uh, another story this week. Mt. Gox went down for a little bit. Oh. And they they had to take the server offline to, to do some maintenance and some updating. And the shutdown of the exchange dropped the price of Bitcoin by $300. <laughs> It went from uh, like 800 down to 600. Bitcoincharts.com. Oh, God, I hate currency markets. Yep. Just looking at that chart, I somewhat understand it, but then it starts to just make my head hurt. Yep. <clears throat> so let's see what else we got going on here. Speaking of online transactions, Amazon. Yeah. The Amazon CFO, in a call with stockholders and such, uh-huh. um, kind of dropped the hint that they were thinking about raising the price of Amazon Prime Ooh. by as much as $40. Ooh. So, Amazon Prime is right now what? Uh, 80 bucks. 80 bucks. About that. $79. Okay. Which, that was the original price when they first started out with Amazon Prime. It's always been $79. Yep. Now they're thinking of raising it by 40 so it would be 120 bucks, so $10 a month. You're an Amazon Prime member, right, Dave? Yep. What would you think if you had to pay an extra 40 bucks for Amazon Prime? Well, I'm, I'm thinking about that right now because I may have to pay an extra 40 bucks a month for Amazon Prime. I know. So do I. Um, I, I, I think it's probably worth it to still do it. Well, you, you do the, the, two, the, the free two-day shipping, right, on basically all your Amazon orders? Oh, yeah. Unless, I, that's what we do. Unless there's no other option, we always get the free... Two-day shipping. Two-day shipping. Yeah, and it's, it's right there. Uh, we keep borrowing the Kindle books. I should keep track to see how much money we actually, quote-unquote, save by borrowing these Kindle books. Okay. I don't know, it'll be interesting, but uh, we still use it. My guess is we're still going to keep it because two-day shipping around the holidays, well, this last holiday was not that great, but... it. But it's nice. It's nice, yeah. It is nice. I always feel bad for our postman, though. Why? Because some of the, the two-day shipping stuff gets shipped through the, the post office instead of through UPS. Okay. 
So they have to require signatures for these things. Oh, that is less good. And I'm just like, look, I t- can we somehow just wave the signature? You just leave it by our thing. There's six doors in our little inner area where the mailboxes are. You could just leave it there. I highly doubt somebody's going to take it. No. No. Got to get a signature. Okay. Yeah. I love how they're thinking about raising this because they want to um, – the Amazon earnings were not quite up to what an analyst expected of them to be. That was their, their thinking? Yes. So This money, analyst said we should have been making more money? Yes. So let's raise the price of Prime? Yes. Not, not, well, let's put it this way. Okay, Amazon actually is running a profit, a profit of $239 million. They want more. They want more, yeah. Oh, Amazon... They, Don't be like that. So they raked in a profit of $239 million on a revenue of $25.59 billion. That was their revenue, was $25 billion. Wall Street expected $26 billion, and therefore, they're unhappy. No, Amazon. Don't be like that. Just accept it and be happy. Which is really – okay, so Amazon's running a profit. They're making money, yet their stock drops by 10% because they didn't make enough money. Yeah, their stock dropped 10%. 10%, yes. Which – I love the next paragraph. It's like last year during the same quarter, holiday income dropped by 45%, and yet the stock went up. Yep. Stock markets are stupid. <laughs> Yep, sure enough, it went from like 410 to 355. That's r- ridiculous. Of course, it's going up by like 2% a day now. Well, yeah, because there was a, it dropped by $100, so everybody's like, yep. oh, I must buy this. Yep. 10% return on investment, just like, hmm. I... Amazon posts 20% revenue growth, stock drops. <laughs> what? <laughs> the company's doing better than it was. Why is the stock dropping? So, um, my professor yeah. in my current class... This is not the professor that sits there and reads his, his feed, right? No, yeah, this, that's the same guy. Same guy? Yes, the one who starts every class reading through his RSS feed for yeah. news topics. Yeah. Um, and probably thinks he's so clever. Well, he does, especially since we convinced him, basically, uh, last year to buy stock in Tesla... Yeah. When the price was $40. What is it now? 186 So he's all, you know, keeps on, keeps our tabs on that. He was like, yeah. Remember, you guys were talking about Tesla. And I looked at him like, ah, why not? Wow. Yeah, so he bought 10 shares of it. And he's like, yeah, it's at 186 now, so... So sell your shares and get out of there. <laughs> that's, that's what we're trying to convince him now. Is like, well, you, I think you made enough. You should probably, you know, just accept like, that. Oh, you ma- but I could hang on to it. It might get even more. Like, <sighs> it's not making you money right now. It, it made you money. Now get out. Yeah. Speaking of Tesla, though, uh, they're trying to get a world record now. For what? For um, the recorded the lowest charge time for an electric vehicle traveling across the country. Okay. Because they took a trip from New York to L.A. Oh, sorry, from L.A. to New York, 76.5 hours. Charging, driving. Driving and charging. Total time from L.A. to New York, 76.5 hours. So they're trying to make that a Guinness World Record 
for the lowest charge time for an electric vehicle traveling across the country? There are too many Guinness World Records. <laughs> it's like you can get a Guinness World Record now for anything. Yeah. Guinness World Record for the number of episodes in Random Access Podcast. Well, I wonder if there's a world record for the longest podcast, like the longest single recorded podcast. I don't know. It'd be a huge freaking file, though. <laughs> like the world record for longest podcast was something like 72 hours. Let's see, 20 megabytes times 70. That'd be a pretty big... It's a gig and a half. Oh, no, here we go. Longest record is... Um, hold the record for running over 74 hours in a row. To set a record for the longest podcast ever. Did they just have people cycling through? I'm not sure. Andy, I wonder what what we would have to do. Certainly not record for three days straight. (laughs) We also could try for the longest live audio broadcast streamed over the internet. Which is? I'm not sure. I'd have to look that one up as well. Probably like the the desert bus? Probably. (laughs) So what are your thoughts on the Steam music? I'm not sure. I saw the note about it, and I, I started reading about it, and it looked kind of interesting, but it feels like this is Valve spreading out too far, and and I'm starting to worry if they're going to lose focus. At the same time, I mean, they, they made an operating system. They need to have some sort of music player, but they made a Linux-based operating system. Why not just borrow a different player? They wanted to integrate one into SteamOS. I guess. But I, I really, like, I don't know. I looked at it, and I, I thought about it, and I, of course, signed up to, to be in that random drawing to get it. <laughs> of course. You always got to sign up for the Steam right. Vegas. But I have no idea what to think about it. I also don't typically run in big picture mode. I don't either, because my laptop kind of cries when I run in big picture mode. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's too Everything bad. seems laggy. It's very weird. So, I don't know. I, I tend to worry about Steam a little bit. Yeah, because it's like, okay, you know, I could understand putting, you know, regular applications on Steam. Basically, just for the back end of it seems like it would be But make a music sense. player. But putting a music player in there, it's like, okay. It's now, a very interesting choice. All right. How come Steam has not integrated some sort of voice chat yet? Uh, they leave that up to the games for the most part. But think about how you how awesome that would be. Instead of having, you know, Mumble running along it's with your Steam. integrated into Steam? Just integrated into Steam. Well, because it's integrated into things like Team Fortress 2 already. Okay, so why have, why have they not expanded that to the rest of their games? I Just don't. made it some sort of, like, basic level Steam sort of item. Whereas if somebody invites me to play... Civ 5, it will automatically group us together in some sort of chat like it does with TF2. Does it even do that for TF2? I don't know, because we always run Mumble along with TF2, right? TF2 does have a voice chat built in. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, this one seems like it's an oddball in the Steam right, scheme like it, of it things. Right, it just seems so out of left field Yeah. that I don't know what to think about it. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. I don't know. It would be kind of interesting just to have the... Uh, if you had some sort of, like... Because they, they say Spotify looks like it's going to be integrated. They they found hints of that. 
So what happens if you have just like the Steam OS box hooked up to your TV? You got a party going on. It's like, hey, let's put on Spotify. Wham, bam, one-stop shop. Yep. So I could, I could see that, but I think that's all I could see. Like I, I don't know where this is going to go, and where does this end? Right? This is Steam Music. What's what's to stop them from doing a Steam Video with Twitch integration? <laughs> They're honestly basically following the consoles right now. This is weird. Mm-hmm. They're going to turn a PC into a console. Hmm. It's very, very strange. Yep. All right. Um, Sony has dropped their VIOs. I saw that they were considering selling them, like selling the line to a different company. Yeah. Uh, Sony has confirmed that they are going to sell off its VIO computer division to a Japanese investment fund. And Sony will cease planning, design, and development of PC products. About damn time? Sony says the optimal solution is to concentrate its mobile product lineup on smartphones and tablets and to transfer its PC business to a new company. About damn time. Why, well, you're not a big fan of the Sony laptops? The Vios? Yeah. Are you? No. Good, because they're terrible. <laughs> like, they really are bad. It's one of those things where it's like, I think Sony was like, oh, everybody's getting into computers. We should get into computers. I mean, we've got TVs, we've got a console, why don't we just combine the two of them? Put it into a computer. Put it into a computer. I think VIO happened well before their consoles, Andy. Uh, VIO was introduced in 1996. So, after the PlayStation. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it really is just bad. Yeah. Never had good luck with the Sony VIO. Well, now you don't have to worry, because... Well, they won't exist. Well, they might still exist under that nameplate, but it's not going to be a Sony product. So, still, don't bother with them. Okay, what else? Oh, let's see, what else do we got here? Oh, we talked about this many moons ago. Uh-huh. Once again, many. I'm sorry about the many moons ago thing. Yeah, that's okay. There was a study in Ann Arbor with the U.S. Department of Transportation. Yes, the the vehicle-to-vehicle stuff. Yes. Where the cars communicate with each other and the whole system, right? So you have the streetlights that are integrated, and if you're driving your car towards the light and there's no one else driving towards the light, the light will just change for you. Yes. Okay. Well, it seems after the experimentation... Which has been going on for what, like a year and a half? I do believe so, yes. Uh, September 2012. Okay. Yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah. It, uh is going to take the next steps towards implementing vehicle-to-vehicle communications. But that's basically it. They've said they're going to start working on it. What is the next step? Nobody uh, really knows. Uh, Someone's going to know, Andy, because they're saying that they're taking the next steps. Well, the agency is currently finalizing its analysis of the trial in Ann Arbor. Okay. And they'll use that data to build its proposal. This agency being the National Department Highway Traffical Traffic Safety Administration. Okay, NTSFA or something. NHTSA. NHTSA, National Highway Right Traffic NHTSA. Safety Administration. There. And it's their proposal to the DOT. I do believe so. Yes. For like, here is the new safety format. Yes. Okay. So that's the next step, is to to look at the data and write up the proposal and then submit it. Yes, but I guess they are pleased with the data enough that they want to move forward with it. Oh. They like what they've seen, they just haven't figured out exactly how they want to implement it or the timeline for implementing it. But this is, like, potentially happening then. Yes. 
where the cars will communicate with each other. Yes. Um, do you see a problem with this? I personally don't, but I think there's a lot of people who will. I'm just wondering about, like, security. True, with the... Because, ab- <laughs> you know, even if there are regulations in place for security, we've learned from, you know, Target that sometimes companies don't follow those regulations. Right. And we'll talk about Target in just a sec, too. But I'm yeah. thinking, like, you know, if if this is wired into the car... What control am I potentially giving other people? It's just like those hacks you see all the time with people in the car with the laptop plugged into the o- OBD2 ports. Yep. Who, you know, because everything is electronically controlled now in the car. Can start the car, stop the car, turn on the brakes, turn yep. off the brakes, lock the doors. All that fun stuff that your OnStar can do, plus more. Right. Or like, if this thing's reporting speed... What's to stop it from reporting my speed to the nearest police car? (laughs) Didn't, um, I swear there was a rental car company uh, who had GPS in their cars and, uh, yeah, rental car, GPS speeding ticket. Let's see if this, back in 2001, Mm -hmm. people were, uh, charged, the, the, uh, company was charging customers for quote-unquote dangerous conduct but now those uh those tickets were proved illegal so yeah but yeah even back in 2001 car companies were doing that where they were fining you if you were speeding in their car government said no to that but still it was right off the bat it's like hey these gps's can respond back with through a cellular network i wonder if we can make money off of this right it's like those google taxis Sure. Oh, weird Google taxis. So, Target. Yeah, oh, Target. Target hack. Yes. Where millions and millions of people had their information stolen. Due to an HVAC company? Yep, one guy. One guy at the HVAC company. For those of you who are not familiar, HVAC is the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. So the guy who runs the thermostat for Target stores. He builds well, their AC on. units. Somehow a subcontractor from them had access to Target's payment network? So here's the thing. Target has a, a unified network. Okay. And this this subcontractor company uh, was granted access to the network because Target is trying to save money. And so they're trying to save money in two ways. The first way by... Just having like one, not not having to maintain user accounts, right? One user account is the same as any other user account. They have access to whatever they, they need. Okay. The other way that they were saving money was by hiring this company to be able to go in and look at the data and say, ah, these stores can be improved in this way and these stores can be improved in that way. As far as the ventilation. I mean, these stores have to spend lots and lots of money on heating and cooling. Yeah, it's a big building. So I, I understand the fact of giving the HVAC company access to HVAC data. But why was that data not separate from, you know... Because it's cheaper. God. Oh. Because it's cheaper to not separate it. So, dude's mm. credentials were stolen. Hackers got in. Uh, they they pushed an update into the system that they were able to test locally, and they were not identified through that test. They the test was successful, and so they pushed it store wide, company wide. 
Oh, goodness. Security people. Like, seriously, take your security seriously. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Having now been on the back end of even just the network for our radio stations. Yep. It's interesting to see the amount of security that we have just for, you know. Take security seriously. It's, oh. God, really giving them just one user account for every, that's no. Well, I mean, it wasn't that everyone had the same user account. It's just that all the user accounts basically had access to whatever. Yeah, I know. That's, no, don't do that. Yeah, no, no. Oh, God. And people are like, oh, yeah, the free market can handle itself. No, the free market does things like this. Well, no, the with with I mean the free market will handle itself after things like this happen. <laughs> if if you're willing to let the free market autocorrect, that's fine. Just realize there are going to be problems that it has to autocorrect. True. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. Yes, the market would probably recorrect itself after this, but you're right. But it this has happens. to it has to you have to hit a bump first for it to right. shake itself out. Okay. So the free market will correct just not fast enough. All right, Dave, what else do you want to talk about? Because we should be starting to wrap things up. Uh, what else do we have? Amazon bought a video game company. Why? I don't know, especially if you look at the games that they have made. Okay. It's They've done a lot of, uh, let's see, let's look up Double Helix. That's the name of the... Sounds vaguely familiar. Double Helix Games. Let's see what games Double Helix has made. Silent Hill Homecoming, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, Front Mission Involved, Green Lantern, Green Lantern Rise of the Manhunters, Battleship, Killer Instinct, and Strider. So they're, they're a decent publisher then. They've got some history. They've got some history since 2008, and what, three of those video games are movie-based video games? Yeah. Oh, come on, Andy. That's the bread and butter of the games industry. True. Okay, so they've worked with some numerous notable IPs such as Star Wars, The Matrix, Indiana Jones, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. How come those are not on the list of games developed? I don't know. Maybe they just published them. Uh, Newegg Premiere to combat against Amazon Prime. Now, I've been slowly realizing that you can buy a lot of stuff on Newegg now. <laughs> Newegg is turning into Amazon. Like, like what? Because as far as I know, it's still just components. No, you can buy. Have you looked at some of the extra stuff on Newegg? Like, you could buy coffee makers on Newegg. I swore to myself I'd never buy on Newegg again. (laughs) Because I really hate their customer service. And I get shitty stuff from them, and I've almost always had to try and get it returned, and it's a pain in the ass. You can buy watches and jewelry, sporting goods, office products. Just what I want a watch that will give me the wrong time. Well, they're not making the watch. They're selling it. They're selling the. They're, they're turning themselves into Amazon. Is what they're doing. No, they're not. Like I said, you can buy sporting goods on Newegg. Okay. If and I said that Newegg like five. <laughs> once Newegg picks up Amazon's customer service, perhaps I will go back to Newegg. Well, this Newegg Premier could be down your line because. Um, Amazon Prime is awesome. I was getting fantastic Amazon customer service as a regular customer. If I have to sign up for something to get extra special customer service, which is what I should be getting anyway, no. Yeah, it's $50 per year. You get, let's see, uh, free expedited shipping. Expedited. Expedited. 
Discounts on two-a-day and one-day shipping, just like Amazon Prime. Members also uh, get Amazon free Prime returns with no restocking. What? Amazon Prime is free two-day shipping, not discounted. Okay, so this one's free three-day shipping. Uh-huh. Three uh, to five, so I believe. Free returns with no restocking fees. A dedicated customer service line. Exclusive deals and advance notice on upcoming sales and events. Not doing it. Not if I have to pay for for customer service that I should be getting anyway. (coughs) Gesundheit. Thank you. I have infected Andy across the internet. Damn it, Dave. Awesome. Uh, What else? Anything else? Uh, Microsoft named their new CEO. Okay. It was their director of cloud services previously. Yes. VP of like cloud services or something like that. Yep. Well, but again, so VP, you got to remember, there's only one president at the company. But there's a million VPs. Right. So he was really basically the director of the cloud services. Yeah. Um, New York Police Department looking to use Google Glass. That's both a blessing and a curse. Yep. Oh, and then there's this guy who's gaming Jeopardy. <laughs> now, he... To preface this, he is not the one who thought of how to game Jeopardy. No, he's using other people's tactics. Yes. But he's he's taking game theory and applying it to Jeopardy and doing a very good job. If you really want to understand what he's doing, it seems there's a blog out there called The Final Wager. Yep. Which basically describes exactly what this guy is doing. There's, is- there's an embedded video in the link that I gave. Ah, there you go. So the the really cool thing is the link that I gave is actually to a webcomic because this guy's been doing voiceover for the webcomic for, for some of their updates. <laughs> and what's really cool is the webcomic is about a, a power gamer, a guy who applies game theory to a lot of things and does critical thinking and creative thinking. And so what the webcomic author is pointing out is that this guy is playing Jeopardy in the same way that the character would. Doing things like playing to tie, not playing to win. Because you actually have an advantage when you play to tie. Yeah, because A, the other person gets money, and yep. B, they also stick around. And it's someone that you know you can beat. Yeah. <laughs> One in the hand is worth two in the bush. Right. So, kind of cool. Spectators hate this guy because of the way he plays. But I think he's doing fine. It's one of those things where it's like, it's bad for TV, but it's good for him. Which is the whole point. Yeah. If you're on Jeopardy, you're not there to make good television. You're there to just wipe the floor with people. That's what Ken yep. Jennings was. He didn't care how he looked. He was just. Yep. Ugh. All right. What else? Random topic or random review? Uh, yeah, random review. Go for it. My turn. I'm reviewing The Room. The Room. Now, if you, you Google movie? The Room, you're going to get... First off, the movie, which is a horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Yes. So skip that. Okay. What I'm reviewing is The Game, The Room, by Fireproof Games. The Game. The Room Tribute, The Room 2010 video game. The Room, which is done by Fireproof Games. Android apps on Google Play. Yes. Like the fifth link when I type in The Room, The Game. Yes. Okay. It's a bunch of puzzles. Yeah, it's a puzzle adventure game. Okay. It's basically a dollar, and it's pretty much worth a dollar. It's two dollars. Oh, it's two dollars? Two dollars. Well, then hell no, don't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a dollar, 
It's worth a dollar. Okay. So you're in this room. Yes, and you're basically trying to open smaller and smaller safes in this. So it's not even really like the room. It's basically like, you could call it the box, because it's almost like Russian nesting dolls. You have to Inside open up. each box is another box. Yes. Okay. And it's a, there's some story about something in there, but 90% of the time I played the puzzle games not for the story. Like, if you asked me what the story of Mist was, I could tell you because I read the books. Read but if I was books? playing the game, yes, there were stories about each of the ages, but I didn't care. So, it's a bit interesting. But it's not really, you know, really worth $2. Because <laughs> it's short. Like, my brother suggested this to me... Uh, let me tell you exactly when, because he sent me a message about it. Uh, he sent me the message on Monday, so I downloaded it on Monday, and I had it beat by Friday. So, so it took you four days. <laughs> four days of, you know, nonchalantly going through this. Not even like four days of dedicated playtime, just no. like a couple minutes a day. Yes. Is it perhaps targeted to the wrong age group that, like, for 8 to 16, this would be a good game? Have an intro to puzzles? Mm, I wouldn't say so. Some of these puzzles were actually pretty complicated, especially ones that involved, because it's built for Android and iOS devices. Right. So it's built for a handheld. Right. So some of the puzzles require you to think about manipulating them, the handhelds themselves. Really? Yeah. Like putting it upside down? Some of the puzzles are along those lines. Okay. So, like, if you have to turn a key, like, you actually have to, like, pull the key out, put it in the thing, and then you actually, like, spin your finger on the screen to turn the key. Okay. So there is some tactile manipulation. So I think that would be a little hard for first-timers. And you know me and puzzles. I just, if there's a puzzle, I must solve it. Yep. How's not prawn going? I haven't touched that since I went negative. Okay. There's negative levels, and then there's the uh, Greek levels. The negative levels are freaking impossible. God, I couldn't get past, like, level four. <laughs> oh. Let's just say there's a part in Not Prawn where, in order to go negative, you basically have to redo all of the positive puzzles, but looking for specific keys. What? Yeah. Gross. So if I ever did that again, like, if I ever just started over... You'd have to really start over. I would have to... Well, that, and he also changes the uh, passwords for some of the things. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> so, like, if he goes online and he... Because he, this guy keeps tabs on who, like, searches for, his, like, the strategies and stuff for his websites. And if yep. people just, like, are listing the answers, he'll go and change it. That's, that's why I actually kept a spreadsheet mean. of all the answers for the things. And then if something didn't work, I'd have to go back there, solve the puzzle again, and then put what the new answer is in. Oh, that's so cruel. Well, he wants the thing to be hard, and it's, yep. it's definitely hard, because I've done Photoshop manipulation in that, I've done audio studies, I've done this, that, and the other. There's a lot of things that you have to do in order to get through that game. I should review that game at some point. I think you did, didn't you? Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look at long, our list. A long, long time ago. But yeah, this is a pretty short puzzle game. So, like, if you can find it for a dollar, go ahead. Two dollars, not so much. Okay. So somewhere between a dollar and two dollars. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, it's a fun little puzzle game, but it's short. They're planning on coming out with another one soon, so when that one comes out, I might get it because it was an interesting puzzle game, but I'm not... If it was two dollars, eh. Okay. But when I got it, it was a dollar. So, that's The Room. 
Okay. So, random, random topic. topic. Rolled ahead of time. Hans asked, who do you have to screw to get any service around here? That's honestly, he asked, who do you have to screw to get any service around here? No one? Andy and I believe in good customer service? <laughs> really, Dave? I do. Okay, I, don't, I can't speak for Andy, but I believe in good customer service. I appreciate. I know I really appreciate it when I get good customer service. But if there's anything podcast-related, most likely, if you come to me, you probably would get a faster turnaround time than going to Dave. But Okay. I'd... Sometimes. I, I will actually grant you that on a sometimes basis. <laughs> Cookies are a sometimes food. Cookies are sometimes food. Uh, how is sometimes episode going, Andy? What? How's that PAX 10 episode going? <sighs> so, Dave. How's that play-by-email going? How's, you know, anything that you've done with the podcast going? Is the site working? Yes. Does the site continue to work? Yes, because you've set it and forget it. You're like Ron Popeil. Because I designed it. Would you like to do anything along the lines of a Paxton episode, Dave? Because, uh, you know, I'm not stopping you. Yep, I, well, yeah, I kind of would. We'll, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> we actually have someone that we need to get in contact with from Three Hair Games. Yes. As you've noticed, I uh, I messed with our Twitter feed. Uh, yes, I totally noticed that. You didn't notice, did you? Totally noticed. What did I do, Dave? You're trying to figure it out, aren't you? I'm looking at our Twitter feed right now. What did you do? <laughs> now I feel like this should be a game. And there's this, this tag of in your ears, which I certainly didn't put there. I did something to our Twitter feed, and now I'm curious to see how long it takes for you to notice. You did something to our Twitter feed. I, well, it would probably help if I had signed in as our Twitter. Mm-hmm. That would be the first step. I'm signed in. Hmm. <laughs> probably. Ah, there it is. You changed the email. There you go. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So there, you can hit our Twitter feed, because both Andy and I will get that email. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you've so noticed. It shows up in my mailbox. How am I going to notice one way or the other? Because you might have noticed that you got an email from Twitter saying that your email address had changed. Um, I don't know if I actually got an email for that. You should have. I don't know if I got that email. (laughs) I know because I got that email. Okay. So this is why I'm leading to their arguments of you're probably going to have to screw me in order to get some service around here. I'm okay with that. <laughs> By all means, screw Andy to get service. Kate might have something to say about that. Oh, she probably will. But you know what? Go for it. Well, on that lovely note... <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think we're done here. I guess that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>